Wake up, sleepy heads. It's body time, yeah! What's going on? It's your buddy Rick again, driving early this morning, and it's starting to get a little chilly, folks. I don't know about where you're at, but uh, seasons are definitely starting to change. Almost need some sleeves on at this point, but that's all right. I kind of like a little. I like it a little brisk. Yeah, that's right. So I hope everybody's doing good, and uh, hope you're still enjoying the show. And if you're new to the show, there's not really a lot to tell you. I'm just a goofball driving back and forth to work and doing this show. And uh, the great thing about it is you're really the show. I kind of answer your questions and play some tunes for you. 80 song of the day, all that kind of good stuff. So we'll just kind of jump right in. Um, I don't have any real news of anything that's really going on uh, as far as remakes or anything like that. But I did kind of get the chance to watch a couple of things. Um got to rewatch uh, the first Deadpool movie, which is always a lot of fun, and I got to follow that up by the first viewing of Deadpool Part 2, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed them both equally, I, I think they're a lot of fun, uh, it's interesting to me that, you know, could they possibly intertwine in some way this story into the rest of the Marvel Universe, I don't know, uh, I know they're kind of treating it as its own thing. But even though he's making references throughout back to the X-Men and all that kind of stuff, I don't know. It would be neat to see what they could do. And I don't know rights-wise, because I know the X-Men are still wrapped up with, with Sony and everything. So, I don't know. That's what's going to be interesting about moving forward with, with all the uh, Infinity War stuff. So, we'll just see where that leads. Anywho, getting out of that, i tell you what, we'll go ahead and get started here. Let's, uh, let's see what kind of questions we got. We'll start right here. Um, my buddy Dan Bone from, again, Podcast on Haunted Hill, uh, says, Yo, Ricky, two questions. One, have you seen Rock and Roll Nightmare from 1987? If so, what did you think? And he says, I loved it, although not as good as Trick or Treat. And two, can you do any impressions? Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, first things first, yeah, Rock and Roll Nightmare, I, you know, I think it's pretty fun. Uh, you know, the director followed that up the next year with, with Black Roses, which I uh, I kind of like. I like both of those pretty equally. Uh, they're goofy enough, but but they're fun, you know, and again, kind of tapping into that, that music scene from back then, the satanic panic. And, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of fun to be had between those two flicks. Like I said, I can't really distinguish one greater than the other. I, I think they're pretty equal. But you're right, neither one of them is as good as Trick or Treat. Uh, Trick or Treat, <laughs> Trick or Treat to me is just amazing. It uh, was the perfect movie for my age when it came out because it was dead center where I was at with, you know, what your parents thought about the music and, and the whole philosophy of, you know, me against the world and all that stuff. I, I know we've talked about that a little bit on here before. My love for trick or treat, and 
so yeah I, I feel like they're they're not quite on the level as trick-or-treat but they're still a lot of fun uh, he was asking can you do any impressions if so let's hear it well uh, not really any good ones uh, I used to do a pretty decent bullwinkle back in the day so bullwinkle hello boys and girls this is bullwinkle spider spider on the wall don't you have any brains at all can't you see the walls has been plastered can't you see that you little spider I guess that's one <laughs> I used to think that I sounded like Bobcat Goldthwait back in the day which I don't but you know all you can do is make a bunch of noises like <laughs> I went to my I went to my job the other day and, and I was you know I got there and, and I, no, I messed that up it's I lost my job the other day no no I didn't really lose it it's just when I go there there's some other guy do it right <laughs> so anyways not very good but hey there you go that's the best I can do under under the circumstances under the stress of trying to drive and do bad Bob Goldthwait imitations let's see uh, what else does it say and only one song request uh, this week please keeping it horror whoop I'm running off the road Keeping it hard with uh, He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask by Alice Cooper. Keep on trucking. Yeah, man, anytime I get to play some coop, you know I'm all about it. What's funny uh, for you that have never checked out uh, the Helming Power Hour, my other show, we do a skit where uh, we're doing uh, the movie April Fool's Day. And uh, <laughs> we claim that the, the soundtrack was done by Alice Cooper's brother, Daryl D.B. Cooper. And I actually went back and re-recorded some of the Alice Cooper tunes in a different voice, singing different lyrics <laughs> to the man behind the mask. And I was, it was the man without a face. <laughs> and uh, I don't. Anyways, if you want to check that out, that's one of those earlier episodes of of Hail Ming. Lots lots of fun. But yeah, man, absolutely. And that kind of ties into another question that I've got that's coming down the pike here. So here you go, getting us closer to Halloween. Here it is, Alice Cooper, Man Behind the Mask, break her up! Yeah. 
Yeah, man, that's off the the Constrictor album. If you're keeping score, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan, uh, and I really love the Constrictor album. You go back and listen to it now; it's a little dated, you know, with the with the sound of of uh, those '80s tracks when they were trying to make it more like the hair metal scene at the time, which he absolutely is not. But uh, you know, that was kind of his big return, even though he never really went away. <laughs> It was returned to form, I guess you'd say. He became the Alice that, you know, was popular before instead of the uh, coked-out, short-haired version of Alice that came out for a bit with some, uh, like, geisha makeup on or whatever. <clears throat> so, yeah, a return to form. Love that whole album. Love the concert that came on HBO back in the day of that. Oh, it's MTV, sorry, not HBO. Um, yeah, great show. Kane Roberts playing guitar. Uh, killer band. Ken Mary playing drums. And Kip Winger playing bass. How about that? Yeah, Winger is a byproduct of Alice Cooper because uh, Paul Taylor, the uh, keyboard player slash guitar player in Winger, was also in the Alice Cooper band, and it's kind of how that all came about. Anywho, we'll get back to business. Let's see here. Um, Billy Stewart, my buddy Billy Stewart from Scary Dad. Another great podcast. Just a great guy. We've done some shows together. Actually, we did a... Dude looks like the 80s. We did a couple episodes together, and that was short-lived, and I'm hoping to have a return to that sometime because I'm all about the 80s, you know. But uh, let's see. Billy Stewart says, uh, In the spirit of Alien vs. Predator, or Frankenstein vs. Wolfman, etc., what classic movie characters would you like to see go head-to-head in a honest blockbuster? You know, I, I can't really think of maybe two monsters or something like that, but I will tell you what I always thought about as a kid, just because of... Well, you'll see where I'm going with this. I always thought it'd be neat to take Jason, Michael Myers, and Freddy Krueger and have them fight uh, Stallone, Chuck Norris, I can't remember, the, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, there you go, and just have a whole movie of that because nobody would ever die, <laughs> right? You'd think they'd be dead, but then they'd just keep coming back, right? So... I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of what I'd like to see, just a full-on, crazy, over-the-top, almost like if you can take those three bad guys, Jason, Michael, and Freddy, and let them fight Chuck Norris, Stallone, and Schwarzenegger, and let it be made as a canon film. That would be the dream come true, because it would be so ridiculous and so over-the-top with that canon feel that would be amazing. So that would that'd be what I'd want to see, Billy. And uh, make that happen for me, bud. You got connections. <laughs> and to follow up kind of what Dan was saying earlier, uh, Billy also says, as we get closer to Halloween, do you can you do an episode where the music is all taken from horror movies, soundtracks, or tie-ins? Like Who Made Who, Dream Warrior, Man Behind the Mask, Bad Moon Rising, etc. You know what? Yeah, we'll definitely do a, a Halloween-type show when we get closer to that. I think that's a great idea. We may even put a poll out there and let you guys vote on songs for episodes or what's the best horror soundtrack song ever. I don't know. We'll do something fun like that. That'll be fun. Um, let's see. He's got a ton of questions here. Another one from Billy says, uh, What movies... Do, let's see. What, what's a movie that is considered a classic that everyone seems to love and you just can't get into me. He says, for me, it's just, it's Lord of the Rings, just can't stay focused. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's a long set of movies. Uh, 
yeah, I can I can see where that can kind of wear on you. I happen to enjoy those. Uh, a classic that I'm just not into. I, my wife's gonna hate me on this, but I, and I'm I'm just throwing this out there, but I guess because it keeps popping up with different things here lately. But I'm not a Grease fan. I don't like musicals, so I guess you would consider that a classic. But I know what you mean. You're thinking more like bonafide classics, right? I really can't think of one off the top of my head that I just kind of go, Ugh, I hated that movie. It's a classic for a reason, you know. Um, yeah, I can't really think of, a, of one off the top of my head. If I think of one, I'll, I'll tell you later. But uh, that'd be the only thing I can think of. I just, I don't like musicals. I don't care how many awards it won and stuff. I just don't like people breaking out in a song in the middle of conversation for no reason. I just, <laughs> it's just, you know, I like stupid stuff, but I just, I can't wrap my head around that. So there you go. I, I don't know how else to answer that um, as far as a classic. Let's see. He also says, for a song, says a great show ender. So maybe we'll throw this towards the end, so we'll skip this one to later on. But he wanted to hear a little Oingo Boingo. So we'll throw that in on the end here. Uh, let's move forward here. Uh, my buddy Brett Collins sends a message. says, uh, were you satisfied with Ash versus Evil Dead? Yeah, man. I, I, the only thing I hate is it was so short-lived. Um, I think that they could have started tying in a lot of the original story into it as they went along. Which is the beautiful thing about it. They could have kind of took it any direction. You know, it's Bruce Campbell, man. You know, I mean, Bobby Joe. I mean, <laughs> I know you and I are both big Evil Dead fans. So, yeah, I was enjoying it. I was really kind of bummed out when they canceled it. And really bummed out when Bruce Campbell pretty much said, yep, that's it for Ash. I'm done. So, who knows? He may, uh, he may return sometime. That would be awesome. And as far as the song request... He said, would you play Yankee Rose by David Lee Roth? I'll tell you what, we'll go ahead and we'll make that our 80s song of the day. How about that? So, David Lee Roth, leaving Van Halen, creating a new band, Greg Bissonette on drums, uh, Billy Sheehan on bass, Steve Vai on guitar? Are you kidding? Put this album out, and it just stomped a mud hole in everything that was coming out at that time. So off of Edelman Smile... Crank her up, boys and girls. Here we go. It's Diamond Dave, Yankee Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
watched that video a hundred times back when it came out. Loved it. So much fun. Give me a bottle of anything and a glazed donut to go. <laughs> Funny stuff, man. He was hilarious back then. So, uh, yeah, good one. I'll tell you what, since we're already here and we're already in this frame of mind, we've got the Aquanet flowing. I've, I'm going to send this next song out to my buddy, uh, a work partner of mine, a co-worker that I have, John Stahl. He's an old metalhead like myself. And, uh, man, this one goes out to you, John. He says uh, he kind of wishes he was riding on that flatbed truck going down Sunset Boulevard. That's right. We're talking about the, the docking video. It's not love. John would be standing right there by the great guitarist, George Lynch, of course. We talk about George a lot at work. So, yeah, John, buddy, this one's for you. Here we go. It's not love. Rock on.
Yeah, big docking fan. Y'all know that. Y'all been listening to the show. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's not the last of docking you'll be hearing on this show. We'll play a lot. Let's see. Let's jump into uh, another one here. Joseph Anthony Petruziello. What's up, buddy? He sends a message, says, uh, Love the show, dude. No questions. Could you play anything by Sweet? That'd be awesome. He says, Little Willie is a fave, but I leave it up to you, my man. Keep it in the lane and watch your blind spot. Yes, sir, indeed. You know what? You know, I, I think I'm actually going to do a special on Sweet because you talk about an overlooked band. So uh, I'll give you a little backstory here. So this is, I've got two bands now that I want to do a special on and just kind of get you really familiar with the stuff. Now, Sweet had some very popular songs you've heard a lot of people do. Ballroom Blitz, uh, Fox on the Run. You know, the, those are the, the, the big radio songs. But I'm telling you, folks, you are really, really missing something if you haven't gotten into, into Sweet. So their story is, is they were a fabricated band. They were put together by the record company and were told what songs to perform, kind of like a boy band. That was kind of what was going on with them. Um, you had your you know, 60s and 70s songwriters writing your little poppy songs, and they put together a band to perform them, but give them a little rock edge. It was also right at the beginning of the whole glam movement in the 70s. So these guys are right there at the beginning. So they were fabricated for this, and then as the, the, the years went on, they decided to break away from that and start writing their own songs and be an individual band and basically single-handedly created arena rock. So these guys really set the stage for all the music that we listened to through the 80s. You know, you can't listen to Quiet Riot, Def Leppard, any of these bands and not hear the influence of Sweet. And I never really realized that until I went back and really started focusing on what they were doing. Incredible band. You're talking about a band that has the musical ability of Queen. I know that's a bold statement, but it's very true. Different singing style. But you had a drummer in the band that could sing all those extremely high notes. And a guitar player that was kind of a wizard of the time. Good harmonies. Everybody sang. Great bass player. And the lead singer had just a great, great voice. Just a killer band. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. One, for Joseph, I'm going to go ahead and play Little Willie because, you know, that's, that's a popular song they did too. But I'm going to break loose and play something for you. So I'm gonna, I'll tell you what, I'm going to play Action, which is a, a pretty popular song that they did that Def Leppard redid. And you can hear it. I mean, you can hear where if Def Leppard redid this, this is definitely an influence. So here you go from my buddy Joseph. Here's just some sweet, buddy. Rock on. Stop shooting. 
the stars shine, shimmy, shuffle, smile. Mama done cheese, will it down through the hole? But laugh, will it laugh? He don't care at all. Stay down, stay down, stay down, down. Cause little Willy Willy won't go home, but you can't push Willy around. Willy won't go. Try telling everybody, but oh no, little Willy Willy won't go home. 
love that band. Love them. And I highly recommend you pick up some of their work. Uh, they had an album called Sweet Fanny Adams, which was kind of their first kind of breaking out, doing their own kind of thing. You know, if you go back a little bit, you can see they did a whole lot of cover tunes because, again, that's what the record company made them do. But uh, Desolation Boulevard, man, that album is what got me really hooked on them. Killer band. We'll be talking about them quite a bit more. All right, next up, let's see. Uh, I got a message from my buddy Derek B. That's right, Derek B. From, I don't know, 15 different podcasts. <laughs> that dude's all over the place. And... Uh, you can catch him on Underwater Kaiju and all kinds of stuff, man. Dude is everywhere. Uh, let's see. He says, this one goes out to the uh, to the Looch from Exploding Heads. Uh, the Exploding Heads podcast, which is happens to be on Legion as well and Horophilia. And he wants to play One Foot in Front of the Other by Bone Symphony. Well, you got it, brother. For Derek B. and for the Looch. Here you go.
And you know what? No show would ever be complete without R.J. McCready stepping in here. And uh, he asked, hey, Rick, how about some ACDC shook me all night long? Super classic, absolutely. Coming at you right now. Here you go, crank her up. ACDC. We'll kind of see what happens with them. You know, that's been real turbulent here lately, but I read somewhere where the uh, where Brian Johnson was actually spotted outside of a studio practicing with them, so 
they're possibly working on a new album with Brian Johnson back in the mix. So that'll be good. Looking forward to that. All right, we're getting close to the end here, folks. So what we'll do, uh, Billy Sturt's got a couple of requests here for songs. I don't want to forget my buddy Billy. And uh, he says, got to get into some sappy 80s love songs. Why not Carrie by Europe or Honestly by Striper? Uh, I am a huge, huge Striper fan. I don't know that Honestly would be the one to kind of show how awesome they are. But uh, I'll tell you what, let's do Carrie by Europe at this point. And then also, we'll go ahead and we're going to do the Oingo, Oingo Boingo song here at the end too. Uh, so the last song will be Goodbye, and both of them go out to my buddy Billy Stewart. Rock them out, people.
some Oingo Boingo. It, it took me a long time to get into them. Uh, I kind of overlooked them back in the day. I, I just didn't get it, you know. Uh, of course, you know, with uh, Danny Elfman in there, of course, everybody's familiar with his work from, you know, 
all the different soundtracks or the scores that he's written for stuff. Matter of fact, Army of Darkness, he wrote a he wrote a score for it, the battle score, and uh, or the the Dead March or something. It's called something like that. But um, yeah, it, it, they were just really really different. Uh, I would I like to call it cocaine induced music. And uh, if you're a fan of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You think about the music that in, that's in that. Well, Oingo Boingo is like a rock version of that music. And uh, so, man, uh, just killer, killer musicians. Odd time signatures. There's an album they created called uh, Only a Lad, to me, that is just a, a masterpiece. And uh, do yourself a favor, check out some Boingo. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. A lot of good stuff. Folks, that's going to be it for me this episode. Don't forget... If you want to make any kind of request, uh, if you got any questions, you can go to the Facebook page, drop them there. You can go to my Gmail account, which is undermywheelspod at gmail.com. You can leave them there. You can leave them on Twitter, Instagram, all those things. Just anywhere where you see Under My Wheels. I will try my best to answer your questions and play your tunes until I get in trouble for it. <laughs> anyway, folks, I hope you have a great rest of the week going into the weekend. Have a great weekend, folks. Take it easy and keep her between the lines. Ultrasonic eyes, the perfection like hysterical Danger signs is everywhere